Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. Ben, start us off. Tell me about your Bahamian adventure. Yeah, so everybody's waiting with bated breath as to how I got my podcast because my wife's favorite thing to do these days is just to like tell people all of like the ways that I have misstepped. <laughs> so she was very, very excited to share with the toasters that have very quickly become my enemies that I left my passport at home. But so I was in Alabama last week, the Gulf Shores, by the way, unbelievable beaches. Who knew? Who knew Beautiful? the beaches of Alabama? Gorgeous. Alabama's tourist department, I'm sorry, you're failing. Get it together. Yeah, but they are like competing with a couple of things. One like slavery and civil rights. And then on the other end, they don't- Tough one. And then on the other end, they don't have any direct flights. So really there- there's not much for them to work with. Like the, they, they probably have like tried to approach PR firms. They're just like, ah, I'm out. Like <laughs> there's nothing we can do. There's no like, Delta uh, one to Birmingham. No, no, there's no Delta one to Birmingham. Actually there, there might be a, no, 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 no. Certainly not Delta one. Maybe there's like one of those like old first classes. I had it all perfectly mapped out. Birmingham or uh, Mobile to the Gulf Shores to Pensacola to Miami, to the Bahamas. For a right? bachelor party, yes? For Yes, for a bachelor party of my dear, dear friend, Ezra. It's like one of those that you can't miss, even though like you're stressed, you got so much going on on your side. You're always more stressed because you have children. We get it. You're more stressed than me. Fair. But couldn't miss it. Wouldn't have missed it for the world. Showed up to the Pensacola airport, went to check in for my flight for the Bahamas, and they said, please input your passport information. And I'm like... That's impossible to do because my passport is currently sitting in my drawer in New York. Is there any worse feeling when it sets in what you've done? No, especially because that could never happen to Claudia, ever. (laughs) (laughs) It's impossible. Of course. It's impossible that Claudia could forget her passport. And it's funny. It actually is impossible. She is just the most prepared, like gold standard of a woman in terms of preparation. Like she is, she would never forget that. A woman does no wrong. And I freaking forgot it. And so all of a sudden my problem solving kicked in. I'm like, how am I going to get my passport here? Because if I go to New York, I'm going to miss it. I actually remember I called you telling you about this problem. And 
I reached out to my sister to ask some of her unemployed friends if I could pay them to fly to Florida and give me my passport. And we found someone and I paid her $250 and she graciously gave me my passport and all was good. I slept in Miami that night. So I missed one night, but all in all, I think I dodged a real bullet. But that was my that was my Bahamian adventure getting there. After your wife chastised you, did she yes. then get that out of her system and then really applaud you for this incredible problem solving that only, you know, listen, cost you a little bit of scratch, but I was impressed. No, she did not applaud me. That said, <laughs> I know she's impressed. She she's, must be. She's she she's she's impressed. She's impressed. So she knows who she married. She does. She does. Look, if if there's a problem that needs to be solved, I'm going to do my best to solve it. I'm a problem solver. So I solved that problem. And uh, yeah. I think the best part of this is you're right. There's nothing like an unemployed friend. Because if you have a trip, if you need something lickety split, my employed friends, and if they have kids, it's over. I'm like, let's grab lunch. They're, they're like, how's July? I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, by the way, don't do that to me either. If we're, if this is a business thing and you're like, oh, I'll see you in, you know, let's schedule it for four weeks from now, that I get. If you're my friend and you're like, what are you doing Sunday five weeks from today? I'm like, not hanging out with you. I'm nope. not committing now. Don't you dare ask me to commit. Nope. But, nope. but when you have an unemployed friend who's down to clown and jump on a rando flight, I'm sure it was coach. And bring you your passport for a couple, couple C notes. Beautiful. It was so worth it. I mean, it would have cost me probably the same amount of money to fly to New York and then take all the Ubers and you know, like it just. I ended up probably not even expending that much more money. I didn't need to leave. I was actually incredibly impressed with myself. So, take that, toasters. Take that. Take that, toasters. Now, when you meet this person in the airport is where you met them? Yes. How much do you feel required to have any small talk or do you literally go, thanks, Spike? So I was playing it out in my head because I at first <laughs> I knew thought- you would. <laughs> I at first thought like, there's no way that these lovely ladies delivering my passport- There are multiple ladies? This was a group event? Two. Too. I guess I guess she just like brought a friend so they could go together. I don't know. She ended up like figuring shit out really quickly, but there were two of them. And I could just like tell from the smirks that they were aware of the drama and can't believe that they were the ones that helped facilitate the giving of this passport. But there was not much small talk. I sort of took it. Then there was a little bit of an awkward moment where we were both I left quickly. We were both trying to exit the airport at the same time, but there was very bad signage. So mm. I ended up having to walk up to a security guard that they were next to and ask them where the exit was. Nothing worse. And, and then they chuckled and then they followed me out of the airport. So I didn't engage in small talk, but I was thinking like, God forbid I had to, like what I would say. And I was drawn a blank. So I'm, I'm certainly happy that I didn't have to. Now tell me about the bachelor party because... I had a very, I'll talk about my bachelor party, but I want to hear about a proper destination, bunch of dudes, all of the Jewish persuasion, I'm assuming, bachelor party. Yes. We rented a house in the Bahamas. It was in 
Nassau, like the same island as Atlantis, mm. except we rented a house on the complete opposite side. So it was so far away, but it was a beautiful house. What did we do? We had a chef. It was a very low-key group, which I liked. So there was, of course, some some heavy drinking. Mm. But uh, besides that, there was there was some times that, that we could rest, ate some good food, had a beautiful boat day on Saturday, my absolute favorite taking the boat out with eight friends and going into those beautiful tropical waters, stopping by a beach bar. But that was that was really it. It was it was fun. I missed the the night that I couldn't go was the big casino night. So I missed big casino night, but probably saved myself a couple of shekels and ultimately I had a wonderful weekend. But it was a tame bachelor party. It was tame. Well, that sounds great because as I've talked about before with our wonderful Jackie O, I did not plan to have a bachelor party. And then two days before my wedding, my brother-in-law, who was one of my groomsmen, insisted that we do something. So I said, I've heard good things on Yelp about this a strip club next to the 405 freeway. And I think that we should <laughs> try that. <laughs> so we went and it was my five groomsmen, good close friends, my brother-in-law and John Stamos. Because as we know, John and I, over the years, we've become very close. I played his son on a TV show that's very canceled, but was very charming. And he said, I want to join. I said, I want to see John Stamos in a strip club by the 405. <laughs> 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 and we get there. And, you know, you, what you need is a friend with some scratch, with some disposable income in mm. these scenarios. Because we're all there. We're being, you know, slightly frugal Women are coming over. Would you like a dance? We're like, you know what? We're going to hold off. We're going to wait. <laughs> Stamo mm. shows up and it's like rain in fives. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's orchestrated me to be pulled up on the stage. And like someone takes my shirt off. And I'm like, I'm insecure, but okay, fine. I'll go with the bit, but I, I don't love this. <laughs> and then, and I'll never forget this. Stamos is like, hey, let's go upstairs to where they do like the private dances. I don't think... Man, Seamus is going to get in trouble for this. Or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let's go upstairs. Like, I'll treat you like it's, it's you know, you got to do it. You got to do it. And so it's me and my buddy David goes up there and, and John. And we're all in these separate rooms. And all I hear from the other room is John with his wonderful dance partner. All I hear is him say, no, no, I'm shy. <laughs> I'm shy. <laughs> and I was like, could there be a more perfect answer from young John Stamos? Oh my God. That's so good. That is so good. Did you guys get any massages? I think it's a very, it might be a very Jewish thing to do. Most like, you know, like the, the goyish men go into the strip club and all they want is these lap dances. Right. We go in the second I'm in there, 20 minute back massage. Like I'm at a nail salon. It's, Fantastic, but no, no dances for me. I'm, I'm married to the dance, but I back massages in a strip club, A plus. No, we didn't do anything. I mean, I, I did help one of the strippers with their taxes, which I guess is pretty Jewish. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's the best when you're, when you're like, when you're in a strip club, but you're married and you just like, you don't really know what to do with yourself. So you end up like engaging in conversation. Yeah, you get to know I've them. I've had this before where like I like once recommended that a stripper like leave stripping. 
<laughs> which which I'm sure she just like didn't want to hear. Like she she's just like here, like making money, hustling. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like drunk. And I'm like, this is like yeah, there's a better life for you somewhere. And she's like, fuck you, man. Like, get out of my face. Better life. I cleared 300 k last year. Yeah, what did you do? Yeah. That's so. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, like, she's kind of mean. All of a sudden, I'm fat. Before, I wasn't fat. <laughs> now I'm fat, so. so. I, and I can't tell you who, and you're not going to get it out of me. I was once at a strip club with someone who everyone would love to know who this was. We were very young. This was an 18 and over, so we couldn't have been older than 19. And I just remember that one of the wonderful professional dancers came over to me and said, get your friend out of here. He's just spent almost $11,000. <laughs> I was like, oh first of all, ma'am, you are the Robin Hood of strippers. The fact that you, like, I mean, unbelievable. What a, a Mother Teresa. And, yeah. uh, and but her, she had a stripper name, so it was like Mother Cinnamon. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was losing all his money getting all these private dances, but yeah, it's, it's interesting too. And I don't, I have not actually, I have not been back to one since I've been married and I do have friends. I don't know if you do who like, if it's some like guy, like a golf trip or something like a once or twice a year thing, a getaway, like on the docket will be a strip club, which always sounds odd to me because I am so in love with my wife and I'm so in love with my life. And in no way would I ever, ever risk or do anything to jeopardize it but i'm a stupid animal of a man and i will say that there is that millisecond moment that triggers in your head when you are at these places where you go fuck my life where you go i'll throw it all away <laughs> for cinnamon yeah for you for bubbles or maybe diane if no one picks a stripper name that's just you know you know just general like rebecca or lydia yeah or, yeah, Rebecca. I'm sure there's some Rebeccas. I was about to say Ruthie, which is my grandma's name, which is just <laughs> wow, Freudian slip. Maybe, yeah, or maybe she, maybe she was. Who knows? You never know. You never know. Rest in peace. Today's episode of the Good Guys Podcast is brought to you by Top Golf. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I love Top Golf. There is a Top Golf near my home. And all I have to say is, lucky me. Look, guys, we all know that we're looking for like a fun activity that encapsulates everything, right? Like something fun to do where you can eat good food, also great music, you know, screens everywhere, just an overall experience where you can go, listen, if I'm going to devote the next three or four hours to this, I want to know that all my needs are taken care of. And that's Top Golf. Recently, I went with my son, Max. He had a great time. He's incredible. I'm getting young tiger vibes. I'll, I'll put it out there. Am I a proud father and slightly delusional? Probably. But it doesn't matter because the truth is he can go at four years old, have a great time. I can go and be a total, let's just, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm a bit of a novice, but we're growing and we're working at my overall athleticism at 36 and things are looking good. Um, there's these gigantic targets that you can sort of shoot for. So, you know, it, it becomes this like fun way to enjoy golf, to enjoy having a great sort of experience without, you know, sort of the pressure of being out on the links, as they say. If you don't golf, it doesn't matter. Everyone can play top golf, even if no one can swing a club. 
It's the only place where you can play around and then order another or hit a slice and then grab a slice. And I actually had the pizza. And as a native New Yorker born and bred, I will say the pizza top notch. I'm not just saying that. And there's comfort. It's got all the fun of outside, but with the comforts of inside. Comfy, heated bays in the winter and cooled bays in the summer. I'm telling you, it's a really good time and I know you're going to love it. It's golf. It's not golf. It's Top Golf. Download the app, book a bay, and come play around. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about this. I think you know where I'm going with it, Ben. I do. I do. I do. And I've been waiting to hear your take. We haven't even brought it up, but I've been waiting to hear your take because it's so insane. (laughs) We think we're out and they pull us back in. It's so insane. A young man named Kanye West. Do it, Ben. Give it to us. I'll just, I'll read the exact post because it's it's important that I don't miss a single word here. If you're living under a rock, Kanye, who has been sort of quiet the last couple weeks, recently returned back to Instagram, posted a poster of the movie 21 Jump Street with a caption, after you, Ben. Watching Jonah Hill in 21 Jump Street made me like Jewish people again. No one should take anger out against one or two individuals and transform that into hatred towards millions of innocent people. No Christian can be labeled anti-Semite knowing Jesus is Jew. Thank you, Jonah Hill. I love you. Now, first and foremost, 21 Jump Street is an unbelievable movie. Okay. Unbelievable. So funny. I love it. I just wanted to put point that out there because the way that Kanye West dragged Jonah Hill into this, like terrible, terrible. Yes. Terrible. In the words of Will Smith, keep Jonah Hill's name out your mouth. <laughs> keep it, keep, keep it out. Keep it out. So many things wrong with this. The first thing is watching 21 Jump Street made me like Jewish people again was the full admission that he hated Jewish people. Not that we didn't think that already, but he never really came out. Like, he was just like, oh, I love Adolf Hitler. Hitler wasn't so bad. Sure. Uh, but he never said, I hated Jews. And he specifically said that he did. And then the thing that's even more problematic is that he's so moronic to think that you can't label a Christian an anti-Semite because Jesus was a Jew. Like, what is what does that even mean? Like, it, it just, it's just so, it's just so crazy. And... On the side of Instagram, like, what? How do they determine these days what does and does not get removed for hate speech? Like, it's thoughts. I thought that my post, where I quoted the post on Instagram, and then I wrote, "Had Kanye seen any of my work, he might have doubled down." I thought that was a pretty good post. Uh, it was. You did. You did. You did it well. Here's my thoughts, and and I've since we've talked, we sort of stopped talking about this at a certain point. And what I thought about over the last month or so was just that if it weren't Kanye West spouting this craziness, if it was just another mentally ill person in the middle of the street suffering and spouting something crazy about being hateful about any group or feeling paranoid that, you know, the government or the CIA was watching them, I think I would feel overwhelming empathy. I wouldn't like the things they were saying, but more so I would just feel sad for this person who was very obviously sick and if they got better and they sought treatment, I would forgive. I would find a way to forgive them. 
And so I wanted to figure out how I could do that with Kanye. And I think what we all have trouble with is reconciling that someone can be so brilliant and so successful and so mentally ill. I'm, I'm just going to say it as an armchair psychologist here. Sorry, you were going to say something? No, no, no. I completely agree with you. And I'm embarrassed to say that this weekend, drunk on pina coladas at the house, I put on Kanye because I love listening to his music. I hadn't done it in a very long time, but sometimes you're just like in that headspace, you want to listen like, and like, then like, I think it was literally God, like <laughs> the second I put it on, this shit came out with him and Jonah Hill. And he's like, Ben, what the hell are you doing? What are you nuts? God was like, what are you nuts? And he came down and just, yeah, mental illness is very real. But at some point, I almost think that mental illness is like a cop out. Like he's mean, he's hateful, he's evil, he's deranged. He he has no idea what it means to be Jewish. He has no idea like it's, we never even really went this deep on it, but how disrespectful is it to all of the African-American Jews? Mm. Like he, how how offensive and disrespectful is it to the Syrian Jews, to the Iranian Jews, to the Iraqi Jews? It's like this like preconceived notion of such a, like a person that claims that they're so knowledgeable being so myopic. Yeah. Like to think that Jews are only white from Eastern Europe. We're not just Woody is, Allen. We're not just Larry David. No, it's, it's so ignorant. I agree. And I, I think what I took from that was, and then seeing this post, it was, I just want to believe that if he did have a 180 and he did begin to try to redeem himself, that I want to be able to forgive him. And I think there is a road to that. This post is not the first stop on that road. F this post. It sucks. If you liked it, if you gave him any sort of like, wow, good for you. You're tripping and shallow. You don't get it. And like Kanye, take a year off and then start open, opening some like museums of tolerance. Like you are going to have to do some massive, massive work to redeem yourself from this. But I want you to. I want you to come back from this in a way that betters the conversation and informs and educates people. And this post was utter BS. And overwhelmingly Jews feel the way that you do, which I think is like, shout out to like us, right? Like we, we're rooting for Kanye and anybody that feels deep hate to overcome that hatred and to get back on the right path. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like all that I want is some realization from him that he's wrong. I'm not, I'm not looking to, I don't want to hate somebody. Like my, my goal is never like, oh, waking up. I want to hate you. You're giving me reasons to hate you. I'll hate you. If you give me reasons to no longer hate you, then I'd love to be indifferent. I don't, I don't think that there's ever a point where you start to love someone that was so crazy, deranged and incited such violence rooting, rooting for him the same way you mentioned. Yeah. The, it just harkens back to what I said before about like that random person who's completely anonymous, who's spouting crazy things in the street like their impact is only on the people perhaps that could hear them from the street corner right but yeah when you have yep. a megaphone that can literally reach billions of people and embolden you know 
already hateful, violent people to then double down and act out because someone that powerful and that impressive is co-signing their ridiculous beliefs, then there's a lot to pay for that. And there's a lot of apology and comeuppance and, and just whatever version they of, of amends that he'll have to do. So I think that you and I, we have just given the official Jewish record of the new Kanye revelation, Ben, and you're welcome America, we're here for comment. We're available for comment. We're available for comment, especially if it's on a bigger podcast that can help our views. Please. We're available for comment. We're, we're not available for comment if you're a smaller podcast. I'm not coming on. Yes. But if you're bigger. If you're averaging you're, less than half a million uh, listens a month, we're very busy. Very busy. If, very busy. But, you know. If you're armchair expert, we got nothing but time. We have time. <laughs> we certainly have time. Speaking of time. I showed up to the airport in the Bahamas about three hours too early. And what do you do when you're in a Bahamian airport that has a gorgeous food court? You eat. Yeah, you do. And you eat tons of food. Yes. And so I want to know, Mr. Peck, whenever you've either been delayed, there's a layover, you're, you arrived early, and you are met with just the food court of your dreams. I oh, love this. What is your gluttonous go-to in the airport? So proud to have a podcast with you, Ben, because you get me. Okay, so here's the thing, and it's something that I've had to come to terms with because I fly a fair amount. I'm going to be flying next week or tomorrow. I'm flying to Minnesota to do a college gig, then University of Oklahoma, shout out. I, I have to reconcile that whether you're at JFK or Roanoke Airport in Virginia, whether you're at a hub or a major international airport, food 99% of the time at an airport sucks. No matter what, it's not good. Even if there's some like Chili's outpost, even if there's perhaps a macaroni grill, it just ain't going to be like it would be if you were eating it at the actual restaurant. That being said, I try to go <laughs> for whatever is local to the place where I'm at. So if I'm in Philly, I'm getting cheesesteaks at that airport place. I think it's Tony Luke's at the Austin airport. There's famous barbecue that's literally a three-hour line, or you can go to the airport offshoot of the same famous barbecue. It's like five minutes, and you can be farty the entire time on the plane. Uh, <laughs> in Miami, they've got those great shops with like the Cafe Cubanos and those beautiful Cuban pastries. So yeah, I'm going local. What are you doing? And you're not stopping after you go local. Yes, are you stopping at a Hudson News and maybe picking up a couple of snacks? Or are you really like, I'm not talking about the routine trip to Minnesota where you show up 45 minutes before, an hour before, maybe you have a little time. I'm talking about you have like one of these horrendous delays and you're in the airport for far longer than you ever anticipated. Yes. Maybe this is just a me problem, but I'm literally putting myself in a coffin with the amount of food I'm eating. Like I am like, the amount of variety, like it's sickening. So I was just curious if that was a personal problem or if, or if that was a, a, a normal thing. No, but yes. I, I do get it. I was recently in, in the Chicago airport and I could not believe that there was not a flagship marquee deep dish pizza restaurant. And perhaps they just don't have the infrastructure for it, but it seemed like a total miss of an opportunity. Honestly, a lot of times I'm trying to eat in a lounge maybe to have yeah. that experience, but yeah, I, I'll tell you what my go-to is, and it's really my favorite fast food. I'm looking for a Panda Express. I love the Panda. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. all Panda all mm -hmm. day. And mm -hmm. shout out, open for a sponsorship. 
Yeah, Panda Express, Panda Air. We love all. We love everything Panda. So good. Yeah, or like even like an off-brand Panda, like a Manchu Walk. Manchu Walk, gorgeous. Or, or, or a Walk and Roll, like one of those. Yeah, those are those are or, classics. Or a Walk and Talk. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> those are good. Today's episode of the Good Guys Podcast is brought to you by Ibotta. Look. Groceries, school shopping, getting a little something for yourself. You, you know you're already doing it, right? So why not get cash back for it? Well, with Ibotta, you can. Look, we all are enrolled in some sort of points, some sort of rewards program. We never redeem the points. They expire. It's all very Byzantine. That's right. I use the word Byzantine, which means like overly complicated, right? To, to redeem the points, to get these things. But with Ibotta, it's easy. Look, you're going to watch your closet grow after purchasing all of this season's latest trends. But how about also watching your cash back grow with each purchase. You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. And Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. Like I, like I said, other apps will give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Who doesn't love a gift card? You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers, too, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, my wife loves Sephora, Best Buy, I love Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code GOODGUYS when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code GOODGUYS. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code GOODGUYS. So I think that it may have just been like me being incredibly hungover sure. yesterday morning, yeah, Sunday morning before my flight, but I got there and I was two and a half hours early and I was on a mission. Mm. Like I was on a mission to see how much of all the gorgeous weight I've lost. Yes, my chin does look rather chiseled on this episode. How much of the weight that I've lost by being diligent could I gain back in one foul swoop? Yeah, maybe you could lose, maybe not a foot, but a toe. Exactly. Limit the, limit the damage of gout and diabetes. Limit. But I gave it all back in one... <laughs> Yesterday morning. There should be an umbrella I, term, gout-a-beaties. Gout-a-beaties. I like gout-adjacent. <laughs> yeah, gout Or diabetes-adjacent. Yeah. I like those terms. Gout-a-beaties is funny. Um, I got the gout-a-beaties. <laughs> <laughs> but I started off with Dunkin' Donuts. I went from Dunkin' yes. Donuts into Quiznos and fi- finished off with a Starbucks. You're, and I'm going to detail. You're a maniac. And I'm, and I'm going to detail my order because I went in and I was like, Hashem, God, you are not in the building today. I'm sorry. I'm having trafe and I'm hungover and I'm just going nuts. I started off. It really wasn't that bad. I'm being dramatic, but I went into Dunkin' Donuts and I got a side of hash browns. Mm. I got nice coffee mm. and I got an egg and cheese croissant. Oh, oh my God. The combination of the buttery croissant, the egg, cheese, the ketchup. God damn it. So good. So good. So good. From there, I was stuffed. So naturally, I waited on a 20 minute line at Quiznos. 
And I don't know if you've ever been to a Quiznos. But Wonderful. Quiznos is an underrated chain. It really is. And I don't know who stole the Italian herbs and cheese. Was it Subway or was it Quiznos? Because they have a rosemary and cheese that tastes very similar. Mm. So one of them ripped off the other. But I got a smoked turkey, American cheese, lettuce, onion, pickle, mayonnaise, banana peppers, chipotle mayo, toasted, and just wolfed it down. Oof. And at that point, I was like, oh, man, somebody put me in front of the next plane that's taking off. And then I rolled my way over to Starbucks, got a cookie and a coffee, and spent the entire plane ride making everybody around me know all of the food that I had. Wow. The three hours before. I I was tooting up a storm. I have no doubt. Tooting up a storm. So, so yeah, I guess inadvertently, that's sort of my, what are you, nuts? I just I love that gluttony at its finest. But you know, those days are important once in a while, just to remind yourself that you can still do it. I love that. And you've teed me up perfectly because I recently had a very gluttonous affair because my friend, the young Jordan Oaken from the Air Jordan podcast, he mm. he has a food podcast and sometimes I'll be on it and and recently, and I know you know the restaurant well because I bought you a gift card to it, Mastro's of Beverly Hills, a famous steakhouse in Los Angeles. It's been around for over 20 years. And, you know, it's ebbed and flowed. It's always been super successful. But when it came out, it obviously was like a super hot spot and there was always paparazzi outside. And now it's just like a very solid, great, old fat, kind of old fashioned, but bougie and cool because it's L.A. steakhouse. Now, my friend Jordan loves it the way I did. And last year he went and felt like it had completely fallen off. They were having a bad moment and he trashed it on his podcast. He said, never will I be back. The prices are crazy and, and the quality had gone down there. So he runs into a young man who says, sir, my family owns the building that Mastro's is in. We know the restaurant well. Allow me to take you to Mastro's to show you that we've completely improved and, and life is still great at Mastro's. He said, can I bring three friends? <laughs> <laughs> I was one of those is friends. He, is he Jewish? Of course. <laughs> can I bring my family? <laughs> there was only one answer to that question. <laughs> so we go, and it's with these two lovely guys who own the building, Danny and David, and I'll let you guess their religious affiliation. And... <laughs> Just saying they would have been going to yeshiva, majoring in dentistry with young Ben Soffer. And yes. uh, and me and my friend, the two Maxes, Max Winkler, Max Shapiro, my buddy Jordan. Let me tell you, when you are with the landlords of a restaurant, you are treated like you are Bad Bunny, like you are Zendaya, Zendaya. I'm not sure how you pronounce <laughs> it. You are treated like you are royal. And mind you, I'm an intermittent faster, as we know, we've covered. Shut up, Josh. You talk about it too much. And I shut things down most days at three o'clock in the afternoon. Because if I'm not going out, I'll eat like at 6 a.m. with my kid when he wakes up. And then I'll have like a huge lunch. And a lot of times I'm just not hungry. So that being said, the dinner was at 7.30. Okay? This is too late for, for good old JP. We start off with an appetizer round. Two bread baskets. Gorgeous pretzel rolls. I'm not saying no to pretzel rolls. Then salads, sushi, shrimp cocktails. These shrimps look like lobster tails, okay? <laughs> the amount of food. Then a caviar course. Then tomahawk steaks. Every side, cream corn, 
gnocchi, french fries, cream spinach, mac and cheese, then two massive butter cakes and a pecan pie. Ben, I woke up at around two in the morning, clutching my chest, negotiating with God. I almost <laughs> chopped up a line of Crestor and snorted it <laughs> to try to save myself. I was in so much pain the next 36 hours. I can never, ever do that again. I am officially old. Oh my God. You were playing, praying to Mother Cinnamon. Oh my God. Mother. Mother Cinnamon, please save me. Save me. Save me. There's no worse feeling than that, but there's no better feeling in it. Ugh. When you're in the gluttony, it's just, oh, it's so good. Shout out Mastro's though. Great establishment. Great establishment. I'll tell you, every restaurant is allowed its growing pains. The meal was fantastic. I would urge everyone to go, whether you're in in LA or, you know what, I'm not going to publicize Mastro's in New York because these guys don't own the building there. But the yeah. LA Mastro's, LA. fabulous. Beverly Hills. Wow. wow. Should I do wow. my What Are You Nuts moment? You should. You should. And then I and then I have a bit of a, uh, I have a bit of a monologue to the, to the, to the toasters. I, I, I'll give you the background, but I want you to start with your what are you nuts? Okay, well, I'll make it quick. So I, I recently posted a gorgeous picture of my son, Shai, Shai Peck, the one and only. His name means gift in Hebrew. And let me tell you, this one, you do not return. And it was an adorable picture. And me being the influencer I am with 15.8 million followers, I know how to write good caption. I said... You clearly have a vendetta against sleep, but other than that, you're sterling. Love you, shy. Sorry you look like me. And it was <laughs> it was a couple crying face emojis. I read a comment. People are loving this photo. Nuts. Nuts. I read a, a comment that says, you are handsome and so is your baby. Do not pass your insecurities to your child. This is a very negative cycle you are setting up and you shouldn't do it. What are you nuts? <laughs> You're taking it literally. Stop it. I once posted a video where I did like a cheerleading dance, but in the age of comedy, this is comedy 101. You do one thing and then you do the polar opposite that people weren't, weren't expecting. So I do a cheerleading dance and I go something like, I'm about to give up. Let's hear for crippling depression, y'all. And first of all, two million views later, Joshy wins. But more importantly, I literally had someone reach out going, I think it's so great that you're talking about depression. I'm like, ma'am, I'm talking about getting a brand deal from how good this video did. Do you not? I mean, what's wrong with people? What are you nuts? Like, stop it. Don't read into these things, everyone. It's not a cry for help. <laughs> oh, oh, man, that's so funny. That's so funny. People are nuts. Yes. People are not nuts. Not us. That was, a, no, not us. It's not us. We can't possibly be the problem. Yes. The general public is the problem. I agree with you. So speaking of that, what are you nuts? Reading into people's comments, whatever. Are you caught up on this toaster drama? And all the stuff that they've been talking about with me and the stuff that Claudia has been talking about with my, between Ben Soffer Celebrity and the beans and the passport. Are you, are you caught up on any of this? I heard a little bit about Ben Soffer Celebrity, but the rest, no. So, so give us the spiel. So the quickest spiel on Ben Soffer Celebrity is I was in Portugal. Did I just tell the story already? I don't know if, 
I'm not sure if you told it or I heard it on the toast. I, but tell it I'll, again. I'll tell. I'll tell the. I'll tell the abridged version. I'm in Portugal. Somebody brings up Blink 182, and I'm like, oh, oh, sorry. Before that, one step back. I'm having a conversation with somebody, and they're like, what's the worst like picture of you on the internet? Are you ever insecure? And I'm like, yeah, this this picture on famous birthdays. I literally look like Rosie O'Donnell, <laughs> and like and like shout out Rosie, but I don't want to look like her. Like I'm a. I'm a, I'm a man and I'm just not interested. There's a lot of rosacea and it's just a very unflattering photo of me. So the way that I bring up that picture is I Google Ben Soffer celebrity. Mm. And that's the picture that pops up. So I did that to show that person. I put my phone back in my pocket. It was over. Somebody then comes up to me and they're like, I heard that you can get Blink-182 tickets. We should go. I'm like, yeah, I can get them at UBS Arena. Shout out Islanders. Uh, let's go. Let me look on my phone to see what day Blink-182 is playing. So I take out my phone, and what's the first thing that pops up? My Google search, Ben Soffer Celebrity. Solid. And just like made me look like all that I do is Google myself. And that story was told in the toast, and it blew up, and now everything's I'm a narcissist. Fast forward. I don't know how this happened. I take full blame. I must have cracked a can of beans. You know, like those, like you can, you take a can opener and you open the beans, but there are some where there's just like that little handle. Sure. And you open it for the beans. I must have accidentally cracked a little bit of it and somehow put it back in the cabinet. Now, I don't know when I did this, how I did this, but I did it. And I must have been away and Claudia sent me a picture that, oh my God, the amount of mildew and like this bean grew an extra head. So then it became Ben Soffer beans. Then on my way to Alabama, I don't know if I updated you on this, but my poor Theo had a bit of an eye infection. Something was going on. It was more an abrasion. Yes, your dog. And his eye was- Very upsetting. His eye, his eye was closed. We had issues. We went to the vet. You look like you were crying in the picture. Like you had just finished a good cry. I was very sad. I was very sad. It's, this is my this is my guy. Yes. Like this is, this is my numero uno. And he was sick. And by the way, if you've ever been to an emergency room for a, a dog, like a vet, oh my God, are they That's sad. real tragedy. They literally- so sad. There's a candle with a sign behind it that says, if lit, please be quiet as somebody is welcoming or sending their pup to heaven. Oh, oh my God. Oh, horrible place. Horrible. There was literally a French bulldog that came in that was having a panic attack. <laughs> they just... The place was what terrible. What if there's a Shih Tzu who's an atheist? Do you ever think of that? Is there a candle yeah. for that Shih Tzu? <laughs> Such a good call. Such a good I call. Know. We should make okay. it. That sounds like a really good direct-to-consumer business. Can candles for shih tzus. Candles for atheist shih tzus. But so, wake up the next morning, and it's 4.30 in the morning, my, right before my flight to Alabama. I just wanted to make sure Theo was okay. Mm -hmm. So I turned on my flashlight, and I shined it in his eye just to make sure that he was okay. Meanwhile, who puts a shining eye in somebody whose eye is messed up? That's also on my. That's also my problem. But Claudia was very upset that I woke her from my flashlight. Oh. Meanwhile, I was just trying to check on my son. And then last but not least, the passports. So I just wanted to say to all the toasters who have been in my DMs, screw, they're, they're like saying, screw you for the flashlight. Claudia deserves better. And then they'll say, what do you know how to put, put back beans, celebrity? Screw you. <laughs> I'm doing my best, yeah. okay? I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. And I happen to think that I am a lovely husband outside of these couple of transgressions. 
and I'm working on myself, but screw you. And this all came sort of to mind because you said, what are you nuts to the comments? You should see my DMs. Ugh. Do better, bean suffer celebrity. Flashlight gate 2012. Leave me alone. Leave him alone. Claudia once got him a tuna sandwich with Russian dressing, okay? She's not perfect either. No. Disgusting. Ugh. Disgusting. I don't like I don't like bullying. That's it. I don't like bullying. That said, it's been great for engagement. <laughs> My account's never been hotter. <laughs> well then. I put up that Instagram thirst trap of me in the Bahamas on the boat. The comments. Crazy comments all about Ben Soffer celebrity, beans, flashlights. So it seems like the more things I do that are wrong, the more people like it. So well, be careful what be careful what you wish for, hey, folks. Hey, listen, you want good engagement, don't don't invite your co-star to your wedding. Oh wait, that was me. I um, you know, I think it's worth talking about because it's it's all over the news that young Harry Styles dubbed a bad kisser after awkward Emily Rodakowski makeup makeout. Are we up to date on this? Have you heard about this, Ben? Do you know what's going on? I heard that they were canoodling, but I did not hear that somebody dubbed him a bad kisser. There was an awkward kiss outside of a van where very clearly there were cameras, so they knew that it was happening. I'll say it looked awkward, and I'm Team Harry. Love him. And I'm Team Love. Love, love. But I will say that Emrata has recently, she's been kissing kissed young Pete Davidson, smooched with Eric Andre, and now Harry Styles, all within about two months. So first, I will say, get it, queen. Get it, queen. You know, in, live your life, queen. But it also makes me think that famous people are using their celebrity and the paparazzi, and they've got, they're just orchestrating the storyline in a way that I have no idea how to do it, but they just know how to stay famous and relevant at all times. Or maybe this is true love. I don't know. What do you think, Ben? I think you hit the nail on the head. Nail on the head. It's a way to get press up. That said, if I shined a bunch of cameras on you while you were making out, you'd probably make out awkwardly. Maybe. I think I would. I made out on screen, though. You know, sometimes it's got to happen. But is on screen... Like, you're more prepared for that than a paparazzi. Fair. Unless, actually, but to what you're saying, she probably called him, so she should have known. But he definitely didn't call him because he doesn't need any more clout. That man is the clout master. Yeah, he's got clout coming out the yin-yang, so I don't think he's worried about it. But I, yeah, it's interesting, too, when you do do on-camera kisses, and I'm talking, it's me, my experience being the man, is that I give over complete control and direction to the person that I'm kissing, and I say, I will completely go off you. You tell me what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. You set the tone and I will match whatever tone you're comfortable with. And I've had some actresses who we just have a nice, like very basic kiss and it works and we're done. I've also had some actresses stick their tongue down my throat. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I guess we're doing this. Who? Oh. <laughs> I'll give you a list. <laughs> Stamos. Yeah. Uh, you know, Stamos and I kissed on an episode of Grandfather. Oh, really? Yeah. There was a storyline where we wound up having like a little peck. And I will say that as we were leaning in for it, there was a part of me that was like, ah, I don't really feel like kissing a dude. You know, just wasn't my thing. But, you know, I love dudes who kiss just for me. Wasn't, wasn't really, you know, looking forward to it. And then as our lips met, I said, 
oh, this is just kissing. This is just great. Was it was it a show with a laugh track? It wasn't. It was a single cam. Damn. Because I can hear it already, the <laughs> it was it was on Fuller House. I was making out with Uncle Jesse. <laughs> it was nice. It was a nice kiss. I'd kiss another dude under the right circumstance. Clip that. Somebody <laughs> clip it. Marshall, <laughs> that's the name of the episode. <laughs> it was on Fuller House. That's funny. So speaking of the movies, mm-hmm. what's new in your life? What's going on? Anything to update us on? Any new roles, any updates on the current roles, anything anything going on that's extra zesty? Well, I will say, you know, Oppenheimer coming out in July. Heard of it. Woo! So that should be cool. Um, currently appearing in season two of How I Bet Your Father on Hulu. And I, uh, I actually have a pretty nice sort of role towards the end of the season. So look out for that. But... I actually am going off to North Carolina to do a movie. I think by the time this airs, the announcement will be out. If not, you're hearing it here first. I have a cool part in this movie called Summer Camp. And listen to this cast. Are you ready? I'm ready. Diane Keaton, Kathy Bates, Eugene Levy, and a Miss Alfrey Woodard. I know. I'm I'm overwhelmed. Wow. I mean, first and foremost, if you need Spirit Society on set, let me know. I'll send it to you. Oh, I will. Second, if you need a fat extra in the back, <laughs> you let me know. Oh, I love it. I don't know. You calling yourself just, fat really does it for me, Ben. Just, <laughs> j- just in case you're like reading the script and it says obese extra, chowing down on a on a on a. I rib. go to the director, and in the script it says a Rubenesque extra, and I go, I know you had your heart set on Rubenesque, but are you open to obese? Because <laughs> Uh, Are you open to obese and Jewish? No, honestly, if it said obese, you couldn't have me because I'm fading away you right are, in front you look of the great. camera. Like, I'm serious. Fading that picture away? in the Bahamas, I reposted it. You look so handsome. Down 30 you look pounds? look great, dude. Three, three zero. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. It is, uh, it'll be really exciting when I gain it back. <laughs> That's the, <laughs> it's fun. The more weight you lose, the more you get to gain back. Like that's the. That's the way I that wonder, it works, so. I don't think I'll ever gain my weight back, but I'm trying to think under what circumstance, like for me, and I don't know, it would have to be like Nolan or someone of that ilk or Tarantino goes, I have a starring role for you, but you got to put on 60 pounds because anything less than that, I, I would pass if they. Was it a, f- was it a fat suit for Brendan Fraser in the whale or did he need to gain significant weight? Was, I mean, he's like 600 pounds in that movie. So I think, <laughs> I think it was, the suit was about added about 50 pounds. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I realized the second I asked it, <laughs> it was such a stupid question. <laughs> Do you think Brendan Fraser had to gain 400 pounds <laughs> for the role? So good. Oh, Benjamin. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. He so literally look, Josh, goes we have a, from we have, winning we have, the Academy have Award part- to TLC. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, we, we have a part for you. But you're going to need to gain 500 pounds. <laughs> right. Where do I sign up? How much dough? <sighs> I can't. What if, wait, if it was 20 million? 500 pounds. No, 500 pounds. 
50 million. That would do irreparable. You couldn't pay me 50 billion. It'd be irreparable damage. You could not look. And obviously people recover from that and they do amazing. But like to willingly do it for money, I think would be a massive mistake. I mean, what's more realistic is to say, like, if there was just a part that you knew was going to really bring you to the next level in your career, but you had to gain like you hear stories like De Niro, I think, gained 100 pounds for Raging Bull or close. That's a lot of weight. It's a lot of weight. Speaking of which, remember a couple weeks ago I told you that I'd never seen Goodfellas and that was my What Are You Nuts? And I also watched Blood Diamond on the plane and we said another What Are You Nuts is comparing Blood Diamond and Goodfellas, which I didn't mean to do, but just referencing that I'm watching old movies. On the most recent flight back from the Bahamas, I watched Crouching Tiger, Hidden Mm. Dragon. Have you seen that film? I have not. I loved it. I I remember when it came out, people went crazy. I loved it. That's it. That's all. Great movie. Highly recommend I can imagine you farting up a storm while enjoying wonderful Asian cinema. I was tasting the Quiznos coming up my throat as I was enjoying that Asian classic. It was fantastic. I think one of our last stories should be, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow's been getting sued. Are you seeing this? Oh, no. There's a doctor suing Gwyneth Paltrow. She's taking the stand in Utah for a ski crash. The retired optometrist who claims Gwyneth Paltrow left him permanently disabled after a reckless crash on the Utah ski slopes told the jury Monday that the actress was skiing out of control before hitting him. She has countersued for a million bucks. He originally sued for three million. I think now it's gone down to 300 grand in damages. And she's appearing... In these, like, you know, she's on trial. I mean, she's part of the trial. It's tough. First of all, I don't know if you saw the clip. She brought up sparkling water with her <laughs> to, to the witness stand, which was just, like, <laughs> the greatest flex. She looks stunning. She It's literally like a runway show every morning at court. And I don't know. I, I understand. I mean, I'm assuming that Gwyneth with Goop is worth hundreds of millions of dollars and is... They're a part of you that just goes, here's a million bucks, leave me alone? Or is it like really, if you truly feel, I mean, she's countersuing, right? So she truly feels like nothing was done wrong here. In fact, you're being, you know, unscrupulous coming after me. I'm going to make you pay for that. Is is that a part of it too? Or you're just like, it's a principle. What do you think? First and foremost, to call her a family friend would be a stretch, but Claudia and her are quite close, and Gwyneth is an absolute queen. I, I, queen. I believe and if she, Queen. Queen. And uh, I will then say that, and regardless of if we liked her so much or not, I would say this. From afar, knowing that she is so well off, if somebody sues you to keep things quiet, you just pay right. them. Unless you're not guilty. Right. And you feel like what's going on here is so messed up. Like, and I, again, I don't know enough. That said, feel terrible for the guy. Like, it's, it's horrible. But when you're skiing, these things happen, yes. right? Like, I've, I've crashed into somebody skiing. People have crashed into me skiing. You don't want to see me ski. You don't want to see me ski. But when I do ski, I'm a liability. And ultimately, the second that you step on, you have to sign a waiver to rent skis, Right? Like, aren't you wavering something once you go on the slopes? Winter sports like, are ridiculous. Lift tickets are ridiculous. Schlepping your things, clipping in, clipping out, 
the polls, the thing. It's all ridiculous. And so painful. And expensive. Like maybe it's just because I maybe it's just because I have a wide foot, but I've never met a, a a ski boot that didn't hurt tremendously. And then people will say, "Oh Ben, why don't you buy ski boots?" Yeah, I'm somebody who should own ski boots. Yeah. Like, are you crazy? I'm gonna like, own it. I need, I need to own to, an orthopedic I need to own ski boots. boot. You know, because I get a lot of twisted <laughs> ankles. <laughs> I got plantar fasciitis. Me too. I once had that. Oh, it was terrible. I have some stretches for you if you well, need. I have some stretches. You go this way. One, two, three. Higher, and then higher. Back, the camera one, can't see. Let, two, let the people three. at home see. A little higher. No, no, no. No, no, no. It can see on okay. my camera. One, two, three. One, two, three. And you keep doing that and repeating it. And all of a sudden, your plantars goes away. They do say that if you take a tennis ball and you put it under your foot, that also helps. But I'm here to tell you that's an urban legend. Rotate your foot clockwise. Rotate your foot counterclockwise. Do that 10 times a piece. Your plantars will be a thing of the past. Well, like any great podcast, I think on plantar fasciitis, it's time to say adieu. Rate, review, and subscribe. Five stars. I mean, to give this podcast anything less would be lying. So are you a liar? I ask you. I don't think so. I don't think you're a liar. So give it five stars. And uh, these are all on YouTube because Josh is just wonderful and gorgeous and throws our episodes up on YouTube now. So you can watch us live. Check us out on Uh, Amazon Music. Someone wrote me. They're like, I listen on Amazon Music and you never mention it. So shout out Jeff Bezos. Can we take a ride on Blue Origin because I want to see space. Yeah, I will promote Amazon Music far more if they'll uh, throw us a bag. Yeah, or just an Amazon Prime membership because my wife needs her, her Celsius sent to our house on a weekly basis. She drinks a lot of it. Yeah, I'll take, okay. We've gone from a bag to a membership. We actually went from Blue Origin <laughs> to a bag to membership. I'll take free shipping. Nice. Free, <laughs> free shipping would be great. But uh, yeah, rate, review, subscribe, and have a fantastic week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.